All right, let's go ahead and get started. Um, before we begin looking at uh, the life of Jesus during Holy Week, uh, I'd like us to just take a moment and pray for, for our church members um, who are actively involved in medical care. Uh, I know they're under a lot of stress right now, and so I just want to take a moment and call their name out to the Lord. If we miss somebody or um, there's somebody that we're, we're, we uh, failed to recognize, please don't take any offense, but realize that we, we, um, we are praying for all of our, our folks who are involved and all of the folks who aren't our folks who are involved in, in medical care right now, as I know they're under a lot of stress. Father God, we come to you today, Lord, praying for mercy on our country and on our state and on our community. Lord, we pray that you would uh, work through this situation. We pray that you would use uh, this virus to build your kingdom. Lord, I pray specifically for um, Jeremy Goodwin and Constance Goodwin, Amanda Devine, Christy Reed, Brandy Hamlin, Cassie Weiss, Ashley Neal, Wendy Franks, Lauren Hall, Susan Richards, Susan Mastello, Jennifer Lockmiller, Rachel Mastella, Carla Harrell, Stacy Barber, Madison Diggs, Lacey Roberts, Judy Buck, Alex Godfrey, Deidre Gilliland, Monica Dowdy, A.C. Stargell, Jeannie Thornton, and Mark Harper, Lord, as, as these people work in hospitals and doctor's offices and uh, respiratory therapy clinics and, and uh, radiology clinics, and, and right now they are the front line. Lord, I pray your protection on them. Lord, we pray that your hand would be on them to protect them. And God, we pray that you would give them strength. God, when they lie down to rest, they would rest. And Lord, I pray during the day you would mount them up on wings of eagles. Lord, we love you. As we turn to your word to look at this period of time in the life of, of uh, your son, God, I pray that you would uh, illuminate our minds. And God, we would learn from your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, we, for this week, have been looking at what's been going on in the life of Jesus, and I wanted to take today uh, and, and kind of take a deep dive into what's going on in the life of Jesus on Wednesday, day four of Holy Week. Um, and it's a strange day. It's called Spy Wednesday, historically, or Silent Wednesday, and I, I kind of want to talk about each one and why that is. It's called Spy Sunday because the... the um, the scribes and Pharisees, the text tells us, uh, started spying and working to try to kill Jesus. And all of that came together. Uh, in the, the text in Luke 22, it says, Then Satan entered into Judas called Iscariot, who was a number of the twelve. And he went away and conferred with the chief priests and officials how he might betray him to them. And they were glad and agreed to give him money. So he consented and sought an opportunity to betray, betray him to them in the absence of a crowd. And so Judas himself was a spy in the midst of Jesus' friends. You know, the Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews 4.13, 4, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. So here's what's going on. So Jesus has been 
for three years, he has been spending almost every waking hour with 12 guys. He goes to dinner with them. He eats with them. They, they are sleeping all in together. They're, they're going from place to place together. They're ministering together. For three years, Jesus is teaching them, preaching to them, discipling them. He's invested in them. It's almost like uh, the, the bond of brothers that happens in the military where every waking hour you're with somebody and there's, there's a closeness that develops. That coupled with the fact that since Jesus is pouring into these 12 guys, he's learned their weaknesses and their strengths. He knows these guys. He knows them. He loves them. These are his closest companions. And one of them has just agreed to get Jesus away from a crowd and turn him over to be killed. I cannot imagine a more difficult, painful thing than someone that I love, not just stabbing me in the back. I know there was a time when I was... I was a pastor of a church, and we've, we've talked about this. I, I was a pastor at a church in North Carolina. That church um, had decided that, that they no longer wanted me to be their pastor, and so I was fired from that church. And the Sunday that I was fired, I saw a person that I had thought was a, a, a friend pulling in, and I realized that he was going to take that pastor, and that he had stabbed me in the back. And that hurt me so deeply. But that's not even a drop in the bucket to compare to what's going on here because what he didn't do was pay, get paid to have me killed. And so what happens on this Wednesday that we don't have anything that Jesus said written on this Wednesday. We don't, have, we don't know what he did. Uh, it's called Silent Wednesday because the assumption has always been that after... The, the difficult time of Monday, him going to the temple and, and having to argue and, 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 and fight with the Sadducees, and Tuesday, him having to, to do that, and then Tuesday afternoon, going to the Mount of Olives and teaching for hours that he's just exhausted, and he needs some time with, with, uh, at his friend's house in Bethany, uh, at uh, uh, Lazarus and Mary and Martha's house, that it's just a time to kind of recharge, because Thursday and Friday... The next two days are going to be crazy busy. And so this is just a time that Jesus takes to pause. But during this time that Jesus is spending some time with his friends, he's just hanging out at a friend's house, um, somebody that's deeply close to him stabs him in the back. And I think it's important for us to recognize that because sometimes it's so easy to look at the life of Jesus and think to ourselves, you know, this is the Son of God. Everything's working out for him. I mean, he showed, I mean, he had it easy, right? I mean, if he shows up at a wedding and the food isn't exactly right, he can make some more. They run out of wine, bam, he turns the water to wine. He, he's, he's at a, you know, up teaching, people need some food, he can just make some food. So we forget that he... According to the text in Hebrew, he's tempted in every way just like we are. So he understands our weaknesses. Have you ever been stabbed in the back? Have you ever felt like there's no way that God could understand the pain that you're experiencing from that? It's easy for us when we're hurt by other people to take our heart and put it in a box, 
and then put that box in concrete and, and bury it deep so that nobody can hurt me again. And here Jesus is wounded deeply by somebody who he loves. And yet we'll see uh, at the end of the book of John that he continues to love the, the 11 who are left from that 12. He continues to pour out his heart to them. So I think it's important for us to see on Spy Wednesday that Jesus experiences one of the deepest hurts that a human being can. I want us to talk a little bit about the fact that he took a day to do nothing. Monday and Tuesday, he's busy teaching, he's busy in confrontation. Thursday and Friday, he's going to be really busy. Uh, we'll, we're going to see all the stuff that he does. And he takes some time here to just pause. Whenever we at the church, one of the things that, that we do here at North Glencoe every Sunday is that we read uh, a passage from the Psalms. I love that we do that. Um, and one of the things that sometimes people read it, sometimes they don't. But if you read in the book of Psalms, you'll see there's a word there called selah. I want to read one of my favorite Psalms, uh, Psalm 3, and uh, you'll see it. Okay, so Psalm 3 says, O Lord, how many are my foes? Many are rising against me. Many are saying of me, of my soul, that there is no salvation for him in God. Selah. But you, O Lord, are shield about me, my glory and the lifter of my head. I cried aloud to the Lord, and he answered me from his holy hill. Selah. I lay down and slept. I awoke again, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of many thousands of people who have set themselves against me all around. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for you strike all my enemies on the cheek. You break the teeth of the wicked. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing be on your people. Selah. Now what is a selah? We remember that the book of Psalms is songs. It's the song book. Uh, for the Old Testament saints, and it's the songbook for, for most of church history. It's where, where the church sang. And that Selah is a musical note. It's, it's saying, stop what you're doing, stop playing the instruments, and think about what was just said. It's a pause. And here we see in the life of Jesus, even Jesus, who is God himself, he often, the Bible said, it was his habit, would take himself away from everybody and spend time in prayer. And here we see him in the midst of a super busy week, stopping and pausing. Here we see the writer in Psalms telling us to stop and think. During um, our busy lives, when it seems like, uh, I don't know about you, but for me it seems like I, I live my life going from work responsibilities to softball practice, from softball practice to track meet, from a track meet to the, this practice and that thing, and this thing with this child, and then this work responsibility, and then meeting this person over here, and my life seems to be going at this thousand mile an hour pace. And whether I wanted to or not, in 2020 God said, Stop. Selah. Pause. Now we can take this time to think about how everything's not going the way we want it. Or we can take this time to stop during this Holy Week and think about our Savior. Think about the fact 
that Jesus not only came and died for us, but he came and lived for us. And he lived a life that's exemplary for us. It's an example we can follow. Just like Jesus took Silent Wednesday, stayed at some friend's house in Bethany, didn't teach anything that we have recorded, we need to stop. We need to pause. And let's take this time that God has given us to stop and pause and reflect, to think about what an amazing God we serve. No matter what happens in the next few weeks, whether um, all of this blows over or whether we enter a time period of of great danger, uh, I don't know. Nobody knows. But what do we know? We know that we serve a God whose arm is not shortened that he cannot save. His arm is not shortened that he cannot heal. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We serve the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He is still the God who, when many foes are around us, whether that's spiritual foes around us, whether it's the foes in our own head, all the things that could happen, God arises. He's a shield around us. He's the, our glory. He's the lifter of our head. I love that David says, I cried aloud to the Lord and he answered me from his holy hill. And David could rest. It says, I laid down and slept. So take this silent Wednesday, spy Wednesday, to just stop and pause and think about what an amazing God we serve. Love you guys. I hope that everything's going well with you. I can't wait to talk tomorrow about Maundy Thursday, one of my favorite uh, days in the week of Jesus' life. And uh, go serve your king.